This episode is made possible by Ecovio from BASF. This is the organic stream. Welcome. If you look at the history of civilization, there is a direct relationship between the decline of soil quality and the decline of those civilizations. All these things came from the earth. They need to go back to the earth. We're not just keeping this stuff out of the landfill and making it broader. And that's the attitude you have to take. Every single day, somebody knocks on your door and says, Can I have your waste, please? If you collect waste alone, then Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Organic Stream on CompostStory.org. Today we're in North America, and our topic is all about the state of composting education in the US and about introducing organics recycling and specifically composting into university curriculums. With us to talk about these topics today is the director of the College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences at Cal Poly University, Hunter Francis. We also have Wynn Coplia on the show, and Wynn is an adjunct professor at the University of Illinois Springfield and an experienced curriculum developer who is currently putting together an industry-driven coursework on composting with Kankakee Community College. And before we begin, I'd like to remind you that this podcast series is intended to complement the video course that you can follow for free in our learning center on the site. So do check that out. And now, without further ado, let's jump right in. So Hunter, as Director of the College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences at Cal Poly, can you tell us a little bit about the situation at Cal Poly regarding composting and training? Yeah, we have a a large agricultural college. It's the second largest campus in California. We have about 6,000 acres here in San Luis Obispo and an additional 3,000 acres in Santa Cruz County. And so, then we have one of the country's largest agricultural colleges, which means we have a lot of animal units. We have quite a bit of beef cattle. We have a large dairy, and we have chickens and horses. And so, um, because of that, we have a lot of manure, and we have developed a compost operation that handles all of our manure and our green waste. And so, it's a good site to do trainings in composting because we have all the equipment and so on. That's excellent. And your course is taking place very soon, isn't it? When, when is it starting? Uh, the 24th. It's the whole week, March 24th through 28th. Right, okay. And have you been running this training very long? Well, it's the second time that we've offered it. So this is a week-long professional development compost training. And as I said, this is the second time we'll be offering it. We did a week training two years ago in 2012. And it looks like at this point it'll be an offering that we do every two years or so. And is your target audience the industry people that are actually working at composting operations? Yes, or agriculturalists. Um, we have a lot of vineyards in our area, and we have um, uh, we are pretty rural. So you're correct. the The target is more people working in industry or in agriculture or waste management who are looking for skills 
improve their composting knowledge or to start new facilities. So we do have a couple student volunteers who help with it, but as it stands, we do not have a composting course in the normal curriculum. So that's something we're hoping to develop. The, the one course that is in the process of um, being initiated is a compost and soil testing course, which is going to be offered through the soil science department um, that would focus more on the on the laboratory techniques for testing compost. So that that's exciting. We do have a, a pretty strong soils department, and as you can imagine, you know, soils is a good way to connect with a lot of the processes involved in compost. And my understanding is that that's probably about as close as you can get to actual, um, you know, established academic degree programs that would be focused on composting would be some of the, the soil science programs around the country. Because as far as I know, no one's offering a degree in composting per se. Right. Well, that's great, though, that Cal Poly is starting to bring composting education to the fore in various ways. Uh, That's very promising. And a question to both of you now. Who do you think are the key groups that need composting education today? I believe each sector in our culture and our economy does have a need for some form of composting education. But at this time, the particularly important target audiences for composting education, in my mind, would be um, ag professionals and growers, the agricultural community, some of the more traditional farmers have maintained a form of composting. Many of them certainly still do land application of manure and animal bedding and things like that, but not a lot of them do actual blending and composting and use the compost. And with the upsurge of interest in local foods, organic growing, specialty foods, and so forth, they're a prime target audience, as well as, I think, local government officials, because that's where the policy rubber meets the road. And local government officials can do an awful lot just with their own contracts for services, their own direct services that they provide. Um, The third prime group, I think, would be current waste management professionals. Absolutely. I think those are top target audiences right now. But really, the answer could be everyone, anyone. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think that was well put. I think on the state level, too, in terms of policymakers, there should be more education, um, particularly when it comes to aligning some of the overall goals of these different agencies. In California, we definitely struggle from the fact that there are a number of environmental regulatory agencies sometimes that don't. It almost seems as if the policies are not well aligned. So, you know, here the big challenge is the fact that the air quality boards are creating restrictions in terms of monitoring VOCs and so forth that are making permitting of composting facilities difficult in some areas. So at the policy level, I think there's there's a need for more education as well. Excellent points. And like with Cal Poly as well, uh, we see more and more universities, including organics, recycling and composting as part of their curriculums and daily activities as well. Uh, Can I ask you both then um, for your clear take on widely including organics, recycling and university curriculums, especially possibly even as a standalone course? Um, Is that a good idea? Yeah, I think I think it would be. I think um, it would tie into student interest, um, especially, you know, there is 
fairly strong contingent of students who are interested in environmental studies and in recycling and so on. And the other thing that I was thinking about is the fact that a lot of academia across the country and probably across the world is is paying a lot of lip service to this idea of interdisciplinary studies and breaking down silos and you know um, having offerings across departments and composting is really ideal for that type of education because it draws on a lot of the different disciplines. So everything from soils to environment, to biology, agronomy, engineering, even marketing or energy use can all be tied into this type of curriculum. So I think it offers a lot of potential for meeting that student demand and for, you know, engaging the different disciplines. And it also um, could be a response to a lot of overall social goals, too, which is namely to get organics out of the waste stream. Wynne, do you want to weigh in on that? I definitely think that there is a need and it will be welcome for colleges and universities to begin to create and teach and keep on going formal curriculum built around composting. At this point, I would agree there's not a lot of formal curriculum and or even standalone certificates or degree programs out there. Uh, the non-formal education community has actually done a better job of pulling together the players. And it was already noted that extension um, is one of the key players, certainly here in Illinois. U of I has a strong um, extension presence, and they have a good composting instructional setup and resources online. And there are places like Cornell's Waste Management Institute that has done a lot of research. I believe that that institute is set up more for research um, and hands-on involvement for the students in research. They have a composting site as well. And the campus also has a lot of sustainability and recycling initiatives going on too around the campus. Um, so, you know, that's really great. They're really at the forefront of sustainability education as well at the moment. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, University of Georgia also had some research going on in Vermi composting at one point, as does SIU Carbondale here in southern Illinois. They have a major Vermi composting program. They utilize, they uh, grind all of the food scraps from the cafeterias on campus, feed it to worms in a at least 1,000 square foot building, and then take the Vermi castings and utilize that on campus. So it's a hands-on opportunity for the students, workers to be involved and to learn about it. Also, some of the um, professors there are conducting research and involving students. Yeah, and another example off the top of my head as well would be the University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh, mm -hmm. uh, which does a lot of work with renewable energy. They've actually installed a biogas facility at the university that's totally run by the students um, and provides like great training for anaerobic digestion and biogas production. Yeah. And so there's that as well. But as you say, uh, there doesn't seem to be a formal standalone university course or curriculum based around compost. Uh, how far away do you think we are from universities offering these kinds of courses? There is a change on the horizon. Um, and groups like compoststory.org are helping to usher in that change. I do believe universities and colleges are waking up to the value of multidisciplinary approaches. The students want it. Hands-on experience is so valuable, along with the research aspects and the higher order thinking and writing skills. But hands-on stuff and service goes right along with it. 
And industry, I think, is arriving at a point at the same time as education is where we see a need for some change and more collaboration. And you're developing a curriculum for Kankiki Community College as well. Um, I was wondering what role community colleges play in composting education today in the U.S.? Community colleges have served more or less as the in-between the universities and industry and trade associations that are providing very specific, very targeted short-term training, you know, for a specific topic. Community colleges can help take that and put that within a context of industry, but also giving academic credit, which then can be built upon for these further um, certifications, degrees, and so forth. I think that all three levels need to begin to work more closely together, and it is beginning to happen. The National Recycling Coalition, along with RONA, the former Recycling Organizations of North America, in which there are many movers and shakers out there in California, Hunter, um, put together three years ago a national committee for sustainable resource management learning standards. And from a variety of sectors, business people, processors, academic folks, nonprofits, this committee agreed and put together 25 standards for learning, which any state recycling organization trade association, or college, really, um, could or should be using if they want to formalize and teach some standardized sustainable resource management. It's not just recycling coordination anymore. And they're brand new. I mean, literally, hot off the presses. They just were announced and kind of finalized late in 2012. There are several state recycling organizations that are considering implementing them or being more or less, quote-unquote, certified um, to teach sustainable resource management. And again, I'm vice president of IRA here in Illinois. I am chair of the certification committee here. We have a hope and desire of taking these two classes. One is currently being taught through Kankakee Community College, online, completely online. The second course will be available this summer. And then the students in that course will be offered the opportunity to test for certification to become a nationally certified sustainable resource manager through IRA, through the Illinois Recycling Association, because we're using these new learning standards. Now, I'm, I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse because we haven't formally been accepted yet, but I'm pretty sure we will be. We're excited about it. We'd like to see it grow. And again, in my mind, this collaboration academically, but also with industry-driven, up-to-date, cutting-edge information on best management practices, on current best technology, that stuff comes from industry. You know, and, and where industry can collaborate and advise and whatever, help provide and create this kind of curriculum, there you will have really valuable curriculum. Yeah, that's really great points there, actually. And what would be the outcomes then of having such a widespread composting education, do you think? Um, the ultimate outcomes, I guess the ideal would be that um, composting begins to be accepted as uh, an integral part of a sustainability curriculum, as well as any sustainability goals in, at any local government or community program, any organization program, um, that there would be a greater number of jobs specific to composting in the economy as a result of professionalizing it academically and um, you know through the trade associations. And just that uh, 
you know, there's going to be more of a cultural buzz as time comes on. There's definitely a paradigm shift, a sea change occurring. Um, there is a greater push for sustainable practices that capture and manage natural processes as part of everyday business and as part of our learning and education. So I just see including composting in curriculum or training at any level, formal or non-formal, that's the way we're moving. Yeah, definitely. And uh, last question now, uh, when you're involved in course development, what needs to be done and what types of support are needed in order to develop such a curriculum? Well, dollars, grant dollars, private foundation dollars to help a college or a professional trade association. You know, it, it takes time. I mean, a college course, a university course, the general rule of thumb is that it takes 25 weeks full-time to develop a new course from scratch. Two courses, you're talking a full year just to develop two new courses, and that would include researching all the existing stuff that's out there right now. That's a chunk of someone's time. So that's valuable, you know, and, and the knowledge of how to pull all those resources together. And so anyway, what's needed is support for the college or the trade association to be able to do that. Yeah, and that's actually how we got our uh, compost training that we're doing here next week. Is originally the the first year's offering was funded by a grant from the USDA's SARE program, which is the Sustainable Agriculture and Research Education. They funded the first training in 2012, and then this current training, we have also received some funding from a local um, charitable foundation, the Miyasi Foundation. So. Yeah. So I, there are often grants available through federal agencies to colleges to help with something like that. Honestly, unless trade associations have a 501c3 designation, I doubt that they would. many of them would be eligible for a lot of the larger foundation grants. But small grants even can help. So getting a little bit of funding together to begin with is a key start. But beyond assuming that you have someone that's going to drive the bus and dedicate a significant amount of time to it, then begin researching. You would have to begin researching the curriculum that's already out there, the industry, trade association type training that's already out there. I have already researched. I don't believe that there are learning standards out there, but that would be a great thing to begin to pull together. You know, what would be the learning outcomes of such a training? Um, ID the proponents in your area. Um, those that are interested for environmental reasons as well as those who are interested because it could be a value-added operation for their existing business. Fill in the blanks. Bring them to the table and fill in the blanks. Decide what training is already available, where we need to go, and then fill in the blanks in between what the students should know and how to get it to them. And I'm a firm believer, as Hunter is, that a blend of formal resources and some classroom learning with the science behind it, compost is perfectly suited for STEM. For science, technology, engineering, math, all of those skills can easily be applied when studying and or implementing composting. So bring everybody to the table, come up with a good product with very specifically identified learning outcomes. Someone is going to pick it up somewhere along the line. That would be my advice. Uh, that's great advice. And um, that's all we have time for today now. So I want to thank the, both of you for coming on the show to talk to us. Thank okay. you. Okay, all the best now. Okay, thanks all. Okay, bye. Hey. Bye. bye. 
That was Hunter Francis and Wynn Coplia for the organic stream on compoststory.org with some great insights into composting education and curriculum development in the United States today. As always, if you have any questions or comments, leave them on the website, compoststory.org, or send them to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is compoststory.org. That's all we have time for this week. Hope you tune in again next week. This episode was made possible by Ecovio from BASF. Ecovio is a high quality and versatile bioplastic made by BASF, certified compostable and containing bio-based content. The main areas of use are plastic films such as organic waste bags, dual-use bags or agricultural films. Furthermore, compostable packaging solutions such as paper coating and injection molding products can be produced with Ecovio. For more information, click on the link below the player.